the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. We have great wisdom inside of us that is there to guide us, but because it's something we can't see, we often think it doesn't exist or doesn't matter, and therefore we dismiss it, believing our feelings are irrelevant. According to today's guest, Sonia Choquette, nothing can be further from the truth. Sonia believes that trusting your vibes is the key to life. She joins us today to talk about ways we can shift into a positive, happier life experience. Sonia has written 27 best-selling books about intuitive awakening, personal and creative growth, and the transformational leadership capabilities that reside within. She's the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Answer is Simple. Welcome, Sonia. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure, John. I'm delighted. Thank you. So, Sonia, you say that the key to life is to trust our vibes. How do you describe intuition? I describe intuition as the kind of internal satellite of informing information that rises up to our awareness from our heart. And it gets our attention through our other senses. So we might get a vision or we might hear an inner inner voice or you might have a feeling or it might be a a number of, of those experiences combined. But it is the the kind of guiding compass that that picks up on a range beyond our five senses and also speaks to us from an inner self that is trying to keep us on track and in alignment with who we are. So it's a whole constellation of energies that give us information so that we make the best, most authentic decisions for who we are throughout our life. Sonia, I personally am trying to rely more and more on my intuition, and I agree with everything that you just said. But how do we know if it's true guidance coming from our inner wisdom or if it's just wishful thinking or even fearful thinking? Well, the way that we know is that true guidance has a particular signature. It has a feeling to it that is very different from wishful thinking and fearful thinking. If it's real guidance, we physically feel more expanded. We physically feel more at ease. It's the, it's the proverbial, ah. If it's fearful thinking or wishful thinking, there is a contraction that happens internally. There is a, an attendant anxiety and a breathlessness that doesn't go away. So if we're listening. And, and you know, it's interesting. I can walk you through an actual experience where you can experience this and the listeners can hear okay. versus me just explaining it if you're up for it. Yeah, that would be great. So, okay, because I think it's better to demonstrate versus just talk about it. So what I need is to ask you, is there a question in your own life, a genuine question that you'd be willing to share with us to go through this exercise? Yeah. I would. So um, what what I would say, uh, this is something that I'm always asking myself, and it has to do with my work. Am I on the right path? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Okay. 
So here's a very wonderful, quick check-in on that. I'm going to walk you through several steps, and each matters. The first step is to look around the room and notice one or two physical things that you can share with us. Okay, so I'm looking at the computer that's in the studio Mm -hmm. and the microphone. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Now, the reason I do this is what happens is it brings your attention to your body in the present moment. That's a big, important piece. Next thing I'm going to do is ask you to just take a breath into your body and just be aware of the energy you're holding on to right now. Don't have to get involved with it and just exhale like you're blowing out birthday candles and let it go before we check in with our intuition. So you just blow it out like this. You take one more breath in slowly and then to the center of your heart, let out a big ah. And that's we're going to ask you to imagine that that is like a satellite of light that is expanding above and below your heart, front and back, side to side, and beyond the edges of your body, giving you a little bit more space internally, a little more room to breathe. Now you ask the question, but we're going to ask two parts of you. Am I on the right path? Fill in the blank. Out loud. My head says. Yes. Okay, and anything else your head wants to add? Just I keep getting the thought that I'm, do- I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be. Okay, perfect. And feel your body just for a minute. Now, the next breath, we're going to go into your heart space. And my heart says... Yes. And again, let's ask your heart. My heart says... Yes. And the third time... Yes. Now, what is... The nature of that yes, how does that second heart yes feel as opposed to the first one? It felt softer. And what was interesting is physically, my head was starting to tilt toward the microphone. It yeah, felt soft. And open. It was, mo- it was an opening. Your voice sounded different. Your heart sounded very different. And in the soft, I'm going to ask you one more question. Is it true? Yes, See, there's a, there's a certainty there. There's no wishful thinking. There's no questioning. So I'm really grateful that you were willing to walk us through with this. And people could hear the difference, but we could also feel your smile. And the key is this doesn't work if you think. You actually have to speak out loud. You hear the, the voice of your mind is aligned with your heart. Absolutely. So it was clear and yes. But when your heart spoke, it was an expansive yes, mm-hmm. absolutely yes, a grow, an expanding yes, and a smiling yes. And I felt a, a peace that came over me because my problem, Sonia, is I'm very much in my head and I'm mm-hmm. learning now to trust what I'm feeling and I'm trying to get out of my head more and more. And I, and I think a lot of people are, are trying to do that these days. That's why this tool is perfect for that. So to accomplish this, you you just brought us through an exercise. Are there other things that we can do to develop our intuitive abilities? Yes. The first thing is, Joan, don't ask questions we're not truly interested in receiving guidance to. And this is a very important thing. Many times we are so invested in wanting it to be this way or wanting it to be that way, that we tune our intuition out. We we say we want guidance, but not really. What we want is what we want. So that's key. Don't ask a question unless you're truly neutral and available to guidance. And that's huge. It it is because exactly what you just described is what so many of us do. We, We say we want the answer, but we, you know, our behavior or our actions show that we didn't. And that's when we get ourselves into trouble sometimes. Exactly. So when I work with people, whether I'm teaching intuition or working with them, I will say, when I hear a question, I can tell if that is a truly available question. So I will say, what's your real question? Where do you believe this intuitive guidance comes from? What is the source of it? It comes from your spirit, which inhabits your body. Your brain 
is developed much later than your heart. Your heart doesn't start to beat until the spirit connects. And when the spirit disconnects, the heart stops beating. So the spirit in you is the consciousness in you that is connected to the quantum field. The brain is not wired as fully as the heart brain. The cerebral brain is limited. Now they're discovering that the heart actually can receive information and convey it in a much higher degree than the brain in your head. So I believe your spirit is communicating to you through the heart. The heart then uses the spinal cord and the nervous system to engage the, 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 the cerebral brain, the senses, the gut, and the whole, the rest of the physical body to get the information registered, but it is received and conveyed from the spirit of you, who, and, who you really are. And so is the information that comes from the heart, that is always for our greater good? Always for our greater good and the greater good of all concerned. It might be to the disappointment of someone's ego, right? but the greater good of their growth and your growth as individual spirits on your path. What the intuition will never say hurts someone. Your intuition will never say um, trick someone. Your ego might. And your ego might say back to your intuition, oh, that will hurt that person. We have to be careful about what the word hurt means. It might hurt their ego. It might disappoint their ego. But it won't hurt their spirit. It won't hurt their soul. And isn't another way to really tune into your intuition is to check in what's happening to your body physically? I, I know sometimes always like if you get that knot in your stomach or if you just have that sick feeling, mm-hmm. you know it isn't the right thing to do. And you know what I say? It is always telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Your body tells the truth. Your intuition moves throughout your body. It gives you a sense in your heart, in your gut, in your chest, in your throat, the hairs on your arms, the neck, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck, the tightness in the jaw. Always it means something is awry. And you know that feeling when you did this exercise and you opened and ah and smiled? Right. It's harmonious energy. The energy is harmonious throughout your body. And it's true because I did when when I... The, the last time when I smiled, I actually felt my body relax. And you don't mm-hmm. get that feeling when you're in your head. Because when you're in your head, you're, you're fearful. You are. You're defended, you're fearful, and you're isolated. You're not connected to the quantum field. You're disconnected. Mm-hmm. And when you work in the heart and you work with the, the intuition, you connect. And when you, you connect, connect, you're in so the flow. You, you're in the flow and things go easily. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I like to make these super simple tools. You have a direct experience instead of having to believe me. Here's a simple tool to have your own experience. And then you can use your own experience as your compass, not my information, which will encourage you, but your own experience will teach you. And also, when you look within and you trust yourself and you learn to trust your wisdom and your knowledge. I think then we would stop looking externally for validation and for completion. Would you agree with that? Do you think that we are then Absolutely. able to be stronger? I think when we trust our our own our spirit, a couple things happen. We free ourselves from the addiction of approval. So we're allowed to withstand other people's discomfort as we as we live our authentic path. But we also allow other people to be more who they are. It's like, well, I guess, you know, when people say to me all the time, I don't believe in intuition, I am not threatened. It's like, well, I guess I'm not for you then. I guess what I'm saying doesn't, isn't not for you, and it's okay. That doesn't make me doubt myself. Right. And those people then get more curious. Instead of having the battle, they're given an invitation to be right where they are. And then they'll say, well, wait a minute, tell me more instead of let me fight with you. So it actually improves all of your relationships, even with people who are not 
yet interested or curious enough to start connecting to their own intuition. And so it allows your relationships to be more at ease. And then when we're more at ease and we're more connected, we have more balance in our life, which then leads to more inner peace. And it leads to more creativity. We are more available to inspiration, good ideas, new things, new information. We're more available to be more creative. And we are generally absolutely happier with all of that. When we allow ourselves that that open, expanded, non-threatened way of being, everything improves. Would you believe that, or would you go so far as to say that everything we've been talking about today is a great way to reduce the stress that everyone is feeling? Well, I would say it's not even believe we observed it. Your, your stress relieved itself. You opened up. You smiled. You let relax. That's relief of stress. The mind stresses us out. The heart and the inner guidance relaxes us. Sonia, where can our listeners go to get more information about your work? Well, I'd love to invite them to come to my website, Sonia Choquette. I'll spell it. It's it's a bit different. S-O-N-I-A-C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E dot net. And I have a lot more of these free tools available and some blogs and some videos that will give you more stuff to work with. And it's, it's a place where you can have a lot of fun. So once again, that is SoniaChoquette.net. Sonia, in our final moments, what is the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? I'd like everybody to know that you actually have six senses. They do work. The six senses, your heart, it's a, high, it's a hardwired, conscious, reliable inner compass. And with just a little bit of awareness and a little bit of practice and working with it, you'll have enough results to trust yourself. And that's when your life starts to work. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us and for teaching us ways that we can tap into the wisdom that we have within. As I said, I've been working on developing my intuitive muscle. And I know that when I listen to my intuition, I make better decisions. And you certainly proved that today in the exercise. I could feel the shift in my in my mind, in my heart, and in my body. So thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. All my love. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. If you're a person living with any discomfort, have trouble sleeping, or the many other issues that come with getting older, I have great news for you. You have a chance to do something for yourself and at the same time help a U.S. veteran. My name is Janice Coviello. For years, I've been living with knee pain and discomfort every time I did something active, even walking. But after eight knee surgeries, countless bottles of Advil, and hyaluronic acid injections, I was desperate for relief. My doctors told me a knee replacement was my only option. To avoid another surgery, I found another solution, a transdermal gel known for reducing joint pain, faster recovery from injuries, enhancing strength, and promoting natural tissue repair. I started using the gel with amazing results. For the first time in 17 years, I could run without Advil. In addition, I sleep better and have so much more energy. But just don't take my word for it. Go to foreveryoung.org to learn how the purchase of this product can benefit you and also help a U.S. veteran. That's the number foreveryoung.org. Calm, vitality, mindfulness. We all want them, but they seem so hard to attain. Escape the stress and frenzy of the city streets. 
New York Open Center offers courses, trainings, and a vibrant community to help you start your journey for a more balanced and healthy life. Visit our website at opencenter.org for more information. Stop by our cafe and bookstore for all your wellness needs. Find your center at 30th and Madison. Hi, this is Joan Herman. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life publishes a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of 24-7 Magazine, visit CYACYL.com, and be sure to tell your friends. Today is Dr. Katherine Berndorf, co-founder and medical director of the Motherhood Center, a treatment center in New York City for pregnant and new moms experiencing anxiety and depression. She specializes in treating women before, during, and after pregnancy, as well as at other times of transition in their lives. Dr. Berndorf is an associate professor of psychiatry at Cornell. She was a regular mental health columnist for Self Magazine and has appeared on numerous television programs, including The Today Show, Good Morning America, MSNBC, and CNN. She is the co-author of the new book, What No One Tells You, A Guide to Your Emotions During Pregnancy and Motherhood. She's here today to discuss when you don't have feelings for your newborn. Welcome, Dr. Berndorf. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. So, Catherine, when we have a baby, as mothers, we believe that we will fall deeply in love with this child and, and that we'll experience those feelings the minute we set eyes on the baby. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Why is that the case? I think for many women, there's this expectation that they're going to fall madly in love with this, with this new child and that there's a pressure, actually, to feel that way, right? That if you expect it and you've heard it and you see it in social media and on TV and all around, you're setting yourself up to have a very particular experience that doesn't happen frequently. And it doesn't make you a bad mother or a bad person or unloving in any way, shape or form. You've never met this baby, right? They've been a fantasy in your head, even if as they were gestating in your body. You know, you, you have to get to know them. That deep love that people expect to feel is a setup for for feeling defective and deficient. That's actually very interesting because it goes against what most of us believe. And, and so you, you use the word frequently in that. So not having those feelings then could be considered more, quote unquote, normal. You got it. That's exactly. It, it's funny you say it that way because, you know, upwards of 80% of women will have what's called the postpartum blues, right? The baby blues, which we think happens because you're at, you know, at the end of pregnancy, your your highest levels of progesterone and estrogen and hormones that are, you know, surging throughout the body. And then they you go through the process of labor and then delivery. And a few days after that, you, during those few days after you've had the baby, right, you can see, oh, I've lost weight because the baby's come out, but you're losing fluid and, and these hormones are shifting and plummeting, right? You're going from the highest levels to the, the, the lowest levels. And, and it's that, that difference between the high, high and the low, low of the hormones that puts you into this kind of hormonal and also mood sensitivity tailspin. And that's what defines and describes the blues. And it's happening also at that time when you're supposed to be falling in love with your kid when you feel sort of, you know, these ups and these downs. And so to your very good point, I would say to people, you're the unusual person who falls madly in love with their baby. When you do go through this, is it common to have outsiders say things like, what's wrong with you? You're supposed to love your baby. Does that just fuel the oh, fire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect question. It, it, it absolutely does. It makes it, it makes us feel worse. It makes us feel like we are, maybe we are defective, that the, the person on the outside doesn't get what's happening on the inside for us. 
the outside and the inside don't match up. And when that's the case, it's often missed. And so unless you're telling someone, they're not going to know it. So, Catherine, what do you advise when we're going through all of these physical and emotional changes? What can we do to move through this and to manage them? Well, I I hate to, to say it's our responsibility and put the onus on like the new mom, because that's a very difficult, um, you're in a diff- at a difficult time. But if you can say how you feel, speak up when you're down or, you know, speak the secret. Don't be scared to say how you feel because that will help diffuse and relieve and, and get you on your way to feeling better believe it or not, if you share that. One other thing I'll I'll, I'll say to those on the other side, right, Not so not for the new mom, but those around a new mom, look at them in the eye and say, how are you? And just wait, just pause, hold the gaze and really mean what you're asking. And it's such a powerful and believe it or not, simple thing to do that really says to the other person, I, I want to know how you feel. I mean what I'm asking. Are you okay? Are you good? Because if you are, that's great. But if you're not, I want to know. Catherine, are there any signs that someone should be aware of that would tell them that this is more than the normal baby blues and it might be time to seek professional help? There are many, but they're not always easy to spot. So the baby blues are, are not a consistent or persistent state. They typically happen a few days after birth till a a couple weeks after. And during that time, they're not happening sort of permanently. That whole time is not only the baby blues, right? It happens in moments of hypersensitivity or as we say, mood lability, really high or really low, or you're crying while you're laughing at the same time. It's this weird mix of, quote, hormonal feelings where you just kind of feel off, but highly raw. And that doesn't, that's not every minute of those two weeks, but it's moments during that that can feel very profound. But then you recover and you're like, okay, and then you go on with your day or your life or whatever. When those feelings or those moments continue to add up or crescendo or um, happen more frequently, and then they're going on beyond two weeks or three weeks, you're talking about something else. But when it goes on and persists and there's a sense of hopelessness or effortfulness that doesn't make sense or fatigue that's to the bone and not just because you're not sleeping when the, because you're a new mom or, um, or your appetite's off or you're, you're feeling like, you know, life is sort of bleak and it's black and white as opposed to having any color in it. Then you're starting to talk about depressive symptoms. And also depressions in the postpartum can look very anxious. So you might be, you know, keyed up or just really overly vigilant or super cautious in a way that's not allowing you to socialize. Or it's all these words and things or experiences that really are telling you something more is going on. The book is What No One Tells You, A Guide to Your Emotions During Pregnancy and Motherhood. If you would like to get more information about Dr. Berndorf and her work, you can visit themotherhoodcenter.com. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us and for bringing awareness to this common problem. Thank you, Joan. We'll be right back. The trick is to enjoy life. Don't wish away your days waiting for better ones ahead. I recently stumbled upon this quote by Marjorie Pay Hinckley. Marjorie's words got me to thinking about my life and how I've rushed most of it away, not being fully present or savoring the joy of any moment. Hi, this is Joan Herman here with a lesson learned while earning my PhD in life. Don't wish away your days waiting for better ones. When I was a teenager, I couldn't wait to grow up so I could drink or go to college or even get married. When my children were infants and toddlers, I muddled through most days in anticipation of the evening when they would go to sleep, and I thought about when they would be older and more self-sufficient. When I was the caregiver for my parents, I struggled through those years frazzled and exhausted. When I held job positions that were unfulfilling, I wished for the day that I would find employment that made me happy. Looking back, I can't recall one period in my life in which I wasn't looking ahead to something different or better. The sad thing is that it took tremendous loss to wake me up. The loss of my marriage, the deaths of my parents and siblings, my children growing up and moving on with their lives. Now, I strive to live in the present moment. All those quotes about leaving the past behind and not worrying about the future are so true. When you live in the past or try to anticipate the future, you miss the here and now. So what can you do? 
When you're dealing with a challenge, look for the positive and learn from the experience. If you're caring for a sick loved one, treasure every minute because I promise you one day you would give anything to nurse that person again. If your children are driving you crazy, remember that sooner than you'll like, they will be moving out and starting their own lives. All the seemingly insignificant moments, both good and bad, are, as Paul Anka said, the times of your life. Enjoy them all. Thank you for spending this time with me. For more inspiration and empowering tools, visit JoanHerman.com. This is WNYF, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for staying with us. If you're diagnosed with cancer, which expert should you see first? A medical specialist or a money manager? According to today's guest, Scott Page, option two might give you the best hope for surviving the disease with your health and your wealth intact. Scott is an expert on retirement and financial issues facing seniors and baby boomers. He's appeared on 2020, NBC Nightly News, and Fox Business Network, and his work has been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and Newsweek. Scott is the author of It's Never Too Late. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, Scott, it's been reported that cancer patients are two and a half times more likely to declare bankruptcy than healthy people. And those patients who do go bankrupt are 80% more likely to die from the disease than other cancer patients. This is a serious situation. So why is this financial toxicity occurring? Well, you know, it's it's a result of the illness and the mounting bills. You know, financial toxicity really describes the dire health impact of soaring medical costs in the in this country. And there's studies showing that this stress is so toxic that it's leading to early demise. And you know, we're in a country where we really should not have to worry about take own health care, and specifically with seniors. You know, it's showing that. Almost 40% of men are going to develop some form of cancer other than skin cancer and just and minor cancers, and almost 38% of women. And a lot of this is because we're just aging more in America. Now, until recently, people over 85 were not even followed statistically, and they are the largest growing population of individuals developing cancer today. So, Scott, for people that are undergoing these costly cancer treatments, what do you believe are their biggest concerns? Their biggest concerns are how are they going to pay for it and how is this going to affect their family and their financial and and sometimes retirement? And, you know, the medical community is not set up to have these discussions with patients. And, you know, one of the things as, as, we, as you opened is when you find out you have a cancer diagnosis, do you contact your doctor or your financial planner? And it really should be both in concert because removing the financial stress on how you're going to pay for your treatment is critical. And there are several things that people should look at outside of the box for paying for their care. And one that I immediately recommend to clients is to review their existing life insurance policy. One of the things LifeGuide Partners is experts at, and for the past 30 years, we provide life insurance policy appraisals. That means someone can actually sell their policy for a lump sum of cash they can use to either pay for their care, or we're even finding that any senior over the age of 75 that's looking for ways to supplement their retirement should consider a life insurance policy appraisal. A second opportunity is a reverse mortgage. Many people that have equity in their home, if they want to stay in their home, they really should consider a reverse mortgage. There's been some bad press about them in the past, but they've really cleaned up their act and they're able to offer a very fair and fast and convenient opportunity for seniors who have equity in their home and they still want to stay in their home through the remainder of their life. Scott, many of us, and me included, we pay these ridiculously high premiums for health insurance, thinking that when we're sick or when we need the coverage, it'll be there to help us. And that's what pretty much uh, I would think most of us assume would protect us in the event of a diagnosis. Is that the case? And if not, what types of things could we be hit with outside of what our coverage would take care of for us? Well, depending on your coverage, every health plan is a little different. For most seniors that are on Medicare, 
you know, Medicare will pay to up to about 20% of the coverage unless you have a Medicare supplement policy. However, one in five Americans are struggling to pay medical bills and nearly 10 million American adults are going to face bills they can't pay despite having health insurance. So there's also not only your medicines that you're paying for and your doctor visits, there's there's other costs, which is transportation, meals, home health care, dressings, durable medical equipment, all of these things that are never considered that, that your insurance company may not pay for. And I think as part of America, we plan retirement and think, okay, how are we going to enjoy our golden years? We want to travel. We want to visit the grandkids. You know, we want to buy a mobile home. And very few Americans consider the horrific effect that a cancer diagnosis can have and basically wipe out any of their retirement savings they have. You just gave us a few great financial options, but if a person finds him or herself in serious trouble. Is bankruptcy a good option? Bankruptcy should be a strategy. If they do not have a life insurance policy or equity in their home or an annuity or some stash of cash to help them, I think bankruptcy should be considered as a viable alternative. Because when it comes to your health, removing the stress is the most important element you can do. And if your strategy is to get through, get healthy, get through your treatments, get through your follow-ups, keep your um, bill collectors at bay until you have to file bankruptcy, that should be a strategy that anyone should consider. Scott, are there any other tips or strategies that you want us to remember? Um, I think, too, if anyone has a is diagnosed with a medical problem or cancer diagnosis, check with your state agencies. There's lots of state agencies that can help with prescription drug co-pays, help with living expenses, um, if you're if you're involved in a church, reach out to your church. You know, one of the things in this country that's refreshing is people love to offer help. And if someone needs the help, they need to to swallow their pride and ask for help. That was would be my biggest advice. Don't be afraid to reach out and look for options and think outside of the box. You know, anyone over the age of 75 that's struggling with a serious medical condition should request, if they have a life insurance policy, again, request a policy appraisal, check and see what type of benefits they can get from their state, talk to people at their church, talk to families and friends, and if last-ditch effort, if bankruptcy is the strategy, then plan for that. And Scott, where can our listeners go for more information? Um, They can contact us directly at lifeguidepartners.com. And one of I available or anyone on my staff happy to speak to any senior, anyone struggling with a medical condition, to help them explore their options and see if we can find a way to help them remove some of this financial toxicity. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you wondering where all the engagement to your posts have gone? And why aren't people interacting as much with the photos you're posting? This is Susan McLaughlin from SMC Ventures with a social media simplified tip. Video is everywhere. It's true. On Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, short videos are taking the social media world by storm. Small businesses are using Instagram and Facebook stories to get more eyeballs on their message. You can go live on both platforms as well and let your followers know what you're doing at any moment. Instagram TV, also known as IGTV, allows users to make longer videos without interruption. Plus, LinkedIn is also allowing videos to be posted and has been giving them some nice level ups so you get a lot more engagement after you post. It's now easier to make videos than ever. You could do it on your phone. You could video and edit right from an app called Clips and even add words. So if someone's watching your video without sound, they are still getting your message. Instagram and Facebook stories allow video snippets and you can add fun stickers, tag a friend, even add a hashtag to the video just to get more engagement. It's clear video is more and more attractive and people out there are watching more of it on their phones. Think about the last time you were standing in line for something. If you need help with your social media for your business, give us a call. You can check out our website at smcventures.biz or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. This is Susan McLaughlin from SMC Ventures. Get social with Sue. 
A favorite quote of mine from Bertolt Auerbach is, Music washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. What if music really could wash your stressful day away? Hi, I'm Allison Ayati, owner of Awaken Sound Health. Life is full of stressors, work, kids, aging parents, social commitments. Sometimes it's hard to strike a balance. When life overwhelms you, a meditative sound bath can help you find peace. It's not what it sounds like. There's no water and you don't wear your birthday suit nor a bathing suit. In a sound bath, you are showered with therapeutic music. It works through a process called entrainment. The activity of your mind, your breathing, and your heart rate slow down in response to the therapeutic sounds. This also happens when you meditate. A sound bath is a form of meditation, but unlike most meditative practices, you don't have to learn how to do it. At Awaken Sound Health, all you do is lay down on a comfortably cushioned mat and let the healing music gently wash over you. Our practitioners have training and experience with a variety of therapeutic instruments, including alchemy crystal singing bowls, Himalayan bowls, tuning forks, therapeutic harp, chimes, voice, and more. Music washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. Find out how good that feels in a healing vibration sound bath. Learn more and book an appointment at awakensoundhealth.com. Does an apple a day really keep the doctor away? Regular checkups with your primary care physician can help you stay healthy and catch problems early. To encourage annual physical exams, health plans that provide minimum essential benefits cover in-network preventive care at 100%. Hi, I'm Ed Gaelic, a life and health insurance broker and founder of PSI Consultants located in Glenrock, New Jersey. We have specialized in personal insurance and company-sponsored health benefits since 1985. So what is preventive care? In general, preventive care consists of routine exams and tests performed when no symptoms or complaints are present and nothing of concern is found during the procedure. Commonly accepted guidelines have been established for men, women, and children. However, each person is unique. High-risk persons should be screened at younger ages and more frequently than persons at standard risks. There are many exams, tests, and vaccines for children at various age levels that are designed to make sure they are growing and developing as expected by their pediatrician. Proper dental care is also an important part of a person's health. In fact, routine dental exams may detect serious health risks such as diabetes in their earliest stages when they are easiest to treat. When you keep cavities and gum disease away, you can also save money on costly fillings and other major dental work. Even if you can see well, regular eye exams are important to help keep your eyes healthy and, you guessed it, catch other health problems early. Over time, the sun's UV rays can damage your eyesight through cataracts and age-related macular degeneration. Be sure to wear sunglasses that look good, but also block 100% of UV rays. Look at it this way. You have a maintenance schedule for your car, right? Why wouldn't the same hold true for your own body? To contact us and learn more, please visit our website at psi-consultants.com. Is your child struggling to finish tests on time? Hi, I'm Scott Doty, performance coach, productivity guru, and founder and chief brainiac of New Jersey's most awarded tutoring company, Brainstorm, which offers private in-home tutoring for all school subjects, standardized tests, and college applications coaching. Now, many people are allergic to running out of time on tests. They equate running out of time with failure. Obviously, I need to do everything in my power to finish on time, they think. The truth is typically different. Unless you are a high-soaring overachiever looking for near perfection, you have room in your performance for incorrect answers. Most people, in other words, can get their goal score and still get a great number of questions wrong. With this in mind, I always advise students to focus less on the obsession with sprinting through a test at full speed. And of course, that often results in finishing on time but with terrible quality. And I tell them instead to focus more on quality work that gets the job done, even if it means running out of time. So the takeaway here is focus not on rushing to finish on time. Finishing on time is not the goal. A certain score, a B plus, maybe a 1300 SAT, that's the goal. And there are clever ways to make that happen even if you can't finish on time. If you'd like to learn more about these kinds of ways to learn and if you like access to New Jersey's elite core of academic coaches and admissions experts, check out stormthetest.com. Hi, 
this is Joan Herman. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life publishes a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of 24-7 Magazine, visit CYACYL.com, and be sure to tell your friends. to live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach on Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Amy Collins, author of the book, Infant Inspiration, and creator of the online course, Moms, Courageous Women Raising the Next Generation. Amy promotes thoughtful conversations around motherhood. Her insightful perspectives look to empower mothers to own their role, clarify how it works best for them, and confidently express it. She's here today to discuss the words yes and no. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for joining us. Always good to be with you, Joan. Thank you. So, Amy, today we're talking about the use of the words yes and no in regards to parenting. Why do you believe it's so important to be mindful of how we use these words as parents? Well, even though they're both very small words, Joan, they're completely opposite in their meaning, right? So they're really important words. One denies and one affirms. Now, we both know that hearing yes and no are needed in life, right? Especially as a parent, we need to say both yes and no to our children. And we need to be aware of the effects that these small words have on our kids mentally, especially over time. That's why it's important because we need to know that the word no is useful when setting boundaries and to be safe. But we don't want to overdo it on the nose because too many no's can actually steamroll our kids' motivation and even their overall confidence and outlook on life. So therefore, Joan, I'd say we need to recognize the importance of actually saying yes to our children, too, and being aware of saying yes. Amy, is there any research about how often we hear yes versus no in our life? Yes, actually, Joan, there is. In Jeff Olsen's book, The Slight Edge, he specifically references that social science research um, around this topic says that we hear the word no about 40,000 times by the age of five. So before we even start first grade, how many times do you think we hear the word yes before we start first grade, Joan? Well, definitely not that many. So let's just say maybe half, half the time. You would think maybe half, right? That would Mm -hmm. still be pretty good. No, in fact, it's only 5,000 times. So Mm -hmm. it's eight times less then we hear the word no. And so that really, over time, research shows, has an adverse impact on our thoughts as human beings as to whether, yes, we're going to embrace this new challenge, or no, we're not, because of the sheer number of times we've been told and we've heard the words yes or no. Okay, so then, what's something that you would recommend parents do to help them add more yeses to their child's life? Well, I would say, as always, it starts with a sense of awareness. So becoming aware of the importance of saying yes as well as no is a good first step. So look at your child's natural skills or areas of interest and see where you can say yes to them as much as possible. Of course, you know, to a healthy extent, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if they enjoy soccer or making, you know, so then make time to play with them one-on-one. Or if they enjoy reading, be aware of what type of books they read and ask them questions about it. Go to the library. So create a time to share with your child where you can really say yes to your child. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to learn more about this topic or Amy and her work, or if you'd like to read a copy of her book, Infant Inspiration, you can visit her website, amymcollins.com. And as always, to hear more from Amy, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com slash Amy. 
Hi, this is Joan Herman. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life publishes a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of 24-7 Magazine, visit CYACYL.com, and be sure to tell your friends. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Less than 2% of America's population volunteers to defend our nation. Though we rarely see them, we live the benefits of these heroes' sacrifices and the freedom we know and the safety we feel. Each and every day, the Gary Sinise Foundation serves our nation by honoring our defenders, veterans, first responders, and their families. We do this by creating and supporting unique programs designed to entertain, educate, inspire, strengthen, and build communities. The Gary Sinise Foundation has grown because the need has never been greater. Together, we'll improve the lives of thousands of American heroes and their families day in, day out, all year long. While we can never do enough to show our gratitude to our nation's defenders, our veterans, our first responders, and the families who stand by them, we can always do a little more. Join us. Visit GarySiniseFoundation.org. That's it for today's show. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Conversations with Joan, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on the site, listen to past shows on demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The preceding pre-recorded program sponsored by Maximilian Communications, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.